Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Luke and Pete Show episode Monday, and we are back. I hope you had a lovely weekend. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by a man by the name of Luke Moore. Hello, Luke. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 billion of the Luke and Pete Show. Very, very <laughs> nice to be here. I'm very happy to be alongside you, Pete, my old sparring partner, and uh, broadcasting to the literally tens of people that enjoy this show. Mm, exactly. I, whenever I see the listenership for the show, I'm always surprised at how many people are listening, and then feel very guilty <laughs> at what I do on it. <laughs> but that's the same. But that's the same. But it lasts you, for five you, minutes. That feeling. You've got a very pessimistic outlook on life, though, Pete. As regular listeners will know. Whereas I'm mm. a little bit more deluded. I like to think I'm really important. Whereas you think that you are. Mm. You think about, your opinion of yourself is frankly absolutely horrifying. I no, I think I think with podcasts, um, I go, oh, that's disappointing that's, that everyone heard that. Uh, but then <laughs> I give myself a little reality check, and I sort of go, Pete, you're on like seven podcasts a week. Don't yeah. give yourself, don't worry about it. But if you yeah. do that on every show, none of the shows are going to be good. You're so, the only human being yeah. in the world who's more who has more broadcasted thoughts and opinions than doesn't. Than than actually, <laughs> and that's a worry. That is a worry. We should hey, do yo, yo. we should do Luke and Pete sleeps. We should just basically mic ourselves up when we're sleeping. There you go. Eight <laughs> hours of content. Fart that out. Straight every week, easy. <laughs> but what oh, you been up to anyway? What's new? Uh, what has been new? You had a I pint, went out for the you? first. Did you have a pint. I had a pint in the street. I had a I had a, I had a beautiful. That's not new. Um, <laughs> amber amber yellow uh, uh, lager uh, from a plastic uh, container. Tisky? Wasn't Tisky? It was. I think it was some kind of Camden Hell's kind of job. Um, the the restaurants around sort of Berwick Street Market have started um, selling um, a, a wide range of IPAs and one lager. Um, so I was just slamming them. I had about six of them. It was very very pleasant on a very pleasant day. It started to rain at one point, but that yeah. did not dampen our spirits. Um, yeah, the weather was yeah, crazy on Saturday. It's a mad mm. storm. It, the storm was so yeah. severe down here that it cut out our Sky TV. <laughs> really? For like half an hour. Them? Have you ever used um, that AccuWeather thing where, like, um, these kind of weather apps nowadays, it's, like, it's so kind of crazy because it's, like, um, uh, you're in a situation where where it can be raining in the next three minutes and, it, and the rain may last for 18 minutes. And it tells you that exact... It tells you that it's going to rain for the next 18 minutes. And it seems to be very, very accurate, like, granularly mm. accurate. Yeah, so I've got an app called Dark Sky, which does the same Dark thing. Sky. It basically, it basically tells you the percentage chance and what exactly when it's going to start. And it is pretty accurate. But I also heard the other day, and I don't know if this is true, and you're more techie than me, so maybe you can tell me. I heard the other day that um, weather reporting since the pandemic has been a lot more inaccurate because there's a lot less data. Oh, because people aren't manning stations and, and, yeah, and maintaining no sta- stations, not, right? Yeah, there's not as many planes in the air, all that kind of stuff. So um, oh, the, data, the data points are kind of, are kind of less than they, fewer than they were. And so the, the weather has been, on average, apparently, more inaccurate. But then, oh, listen, what else is new, right, guys? Hey? hey. It's probably hey. because it's a bank Didn't holiday, you... right? 
Didn't get that earthquake. Was it an earthquake? That it was a Michael Fish. I can't remember. John Ketley. It's a hurricane. How's he going to predict hurricane. an earthquake? He's a <laughs> well, fucking weatherman. Pre- <laughs> Where's that come from? That's, that's in his remit, isn't it? So I don't think earthquakes act, is under God, his remit. I don't think so. I I'd think be pushing back be. on that if I was him. Well, where's our earthquake guy? Yeah. We're always blindsided by them. Where's our earthquake guy? Meeting on Monday with Michael Fish. All right, so we just want to talk about kind of enhanced um, responsibilities. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, what, what do you want me to do? So we've got here, we've got uh, storms. Yeah, that's fine. Hurricane, yeah, yeah. Earthquake. Hang on, what? You're doing earthquakes. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I've never learned earthquakes. Can I, is there a course I can go on? Not really. No one knows. Thanks very much. It doesn't happen. <laughs> No, I guess not. It was a hurricane. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant as well, Pete, because the delivery from Michael Fish was amazing. Because it, so it's not unequivocal, ne- wasn't it? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily Michael Fish's sole responsibility to know exactly. He's obviously giving a best picture he can. Well, in his capacity he's always he's already chinned off earthquake, so I don't trust him. You, yeah, Pete, <laughs> he's it wasn't getting wrong with that. It was it was, it was brilliant though because he's obviously taken an editorial decision to say right. Yeah. Someone's emailed it. Or someone's written a letter in or phoned in or whatever because it was back in the eighties. Someone's phoned in asking about a, about a hurricane, right? So mm. tell you what we'll do. We'll get we'll use it on air. We'll do it in the, we'll do it in the bulletin tonight. All right, great. And the way he's done it, I think he has regrets about. <laughs> it's because... akin to like uh, you going to a doctor's and saying, "I've been on an NHS. I've been uh, googling my symptoms, and yeah. I've definitely got brain cancer." And he goes, "Get out!" But but, but, rather, but Pete, rather than Michael Fish saying, um, "Oh, there's been a few uh, reports about um, potential hurricane on the way," um, it's okay. Yeah, thanks very much for your concern. We're fairly confident it's going to be okay. Do remain vigilant, you know, but I'm pretty sure that we're going to be all right. He doesn't. He just goes, so-and-so has rung in asking if there's a hurricane on the way. Don't worry, there isn't. Like that. <laughs> that's backfired. That has made that is him look like yeah, a right yeah. prat. That's um, um, Chemical. Was it Chemical Ali? Who was the bloke who was, uh, who was telling everyone? Um, yeah, didn't he ever become Comical Ali? Comical Ali, yeah, because he was, he was, his job was um, chemical weapons. But yeah. he, he came as Kevin Lally because as the uh, US forces were uh, taking control of Baghdad, he was uh, shown on television going, we are fine. They're not, they're, the Americans are not taking over. And there's loads um, of explosions yeah. in the background. Exactly. That was my Zoom background last week on the Stakhanov call, which I enjoyed immensely. Disrespectful it's just to, nice a, to, to, see him. to a proud yeah. nation. <laughs> what, Iraq? Yeah. Disrespectful Why? to the people of Iraq, Pete. Was there, was there yeah, anyone he, from Iraq on the call? He was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where everyone was from. If not, he'd probably be fine. But I mean, just saying, but do be careful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what, do you, what else do you remember about Michael Fish? Moustache? Uh, the song about John Ketley as a weatherman, a weatherman, oh, yeah. a weatherman. John Ketley as a weatherman, and so is Michael Fish. That's about it. A tribe uh, of toffs. What's it? Was that, is that what it was? A tri- the was artist, do, yeah. Is that one of those kind of like super groups that had like members, members of like the EMF in, in it and stuff? Like Doctor, I think they were. Did the I Doctor think... Who theme. No, no, that's that's KLF. I think you're thinking of, but right. But a, so tribe of, a tribe of a tribe of were like a legitimate '80s indie band, um, right? Okay, from the north, from your neck of the woods, I think, kind of around uh, the northeast. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, ah. yeah. They, they, um, I think what happened was they, they kind of toiled and around for a bit as an indie band. Then they had this song, "John Ketley's a Weatherman," which is, I mean, if you listen back to it, it's kind of like a, you know, it's a fairly competent indie song. But I think it became, made them a bit of a laughing stock. So it was a bit ironic, really, because they got the uh, presumably the fame that they they're got after. Their hit. But then they just didn't get <laughs> they just didn't get taken seriously after that. So I think they just yeah. called it a day. Who did um, Carter USM did um, uh, Where's Me Jumper? Was that, was that no? That's the Mac lads, isn't it? 
The Mac lads. I don't even yeah. remember them. Jesus. Well, exactly. Again, another band who, who I, I, I thought Carter USM had done that song and had survived it, but clearly Oh, no, not. sorry. Uh, Wesby Jumper is the Sultans of Ping, isn't it? Sultans of Ping. Sorry. Yeah, they yeah, had a yeah. bit of a career, didn't yeah. they? They they, weren't t- yeah. they were taken pretty uh, pretty seriously. Even it's one of the best uh, opening lines to the song. My brother knows Karl Marx. He met him eating mushrooms in the public park. It's a great line. <laughs> um, and um, Carter USM, to uh, to round up this uh, impromptu testing of my late 80s uh, indie mm. knowledge, it did The Only Living Boy in New Cross, which is their big song, which is yeah. excellent, in my opinion. And then they also assaulted Philip Schofield. It did, yeah. He, he deserves it sometimes. The things he gets, Big Phil? Yeah, he's always been. He's always been a bit like kind of uh, uh, forthright on stuff. Bit smug, bit forthright on stuff. But then recently, uh, you sort of follow him on uh, like um, on like Instagram stories or whatever, and he is hilarious because he's like there was just I think I talked spoke about it before on this on the show. Um, there was there was like a Instagram story where he was in his loft, and there was a mystery beeping happening in his house. Beep 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 beep. Not the huh. car alarm man. He wasn't in the loft. Beep, 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 beep. And he couldn't figure out what it was. He thought it was a bird, and and all of his stories are just him drinking loads of gin and being pissed. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um. So I really warmed to it. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like the Schofield that uh, hung out with Gordon the Gopher. Um. In between that and becoming like a, a bit of a, a national treasure, because uh, people sort of always say that he's he's quite um. He 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 defends his fiefdom. He doesn't like anybody kind of coming in as guest presenters and stuff. And he, he and he rules with an iron fist. Um, because he, as, as any television presenter is, I thought people liked him because he was always cracking up with Holly Willoughby on the telly. I thought that was like his. Yeah, thing. they're very good together, but apparently he has a very um, he he gives uh, other presenters that work with him rather short shrift uh, because he thinks because he's threatened by. Um, oh, takes one to know one. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, he, he was just in his loft. Um, uh, beep 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 beep, and he's like, "What the hell is that noise?" And he just found like this mystery box that was beeping in his uh, in his. Oh, loft. this is right up like Donaldson a- Street. This. I know, it could have been like an old burglar alarm or an old smoke alarm. Right. Either way, he solved the problem by hitting it with a hammer. He <laughs> <It just started. laughs> was connected got... to the mains. Mate, when you... <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I think so. When you've got the profile of a Schofield, you can't take chances on a mystery package, Donna. You and I'll be fine. We're not, <laughs> we're not a target. Hammer, <laughs> Would you not you just open it? Like it? it was... Well, I'd, I'd probably ascertain what it was and what it was connected to and whether I'd get electrocuted before I hit it with a claw hammer, yeah. I'd, I'd probably... Was Philip Schofield in Nam? <laughs> but that's his thing. He's just like, you know... Maybe you thought it was a booby Maybe it didn't even exist. Yeah, maybe you thought it was like a listening device or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Philip Schofield yeah. came out uh, fairly recently, didn't he, as well? That was a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I think that's... I, again, he's, you know, if, if he listened a bit further for listening devices, I think he probably uh, wouldn't have been forced out because it seemed very much not to be his decision. Which, oh, really? Um, once again, is... Uh, once again, is... Problematic? Um, is problematic when it comes to the nation's press. I think the, 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 they we keep on being told that we, we have a very different press uh, to people uh, to to to, um, to to the press we had um, you know twenty thirty years ago. But they have never changed. They've never shown that they've had any interest in changing. Look at the, look at the cover of the Sun and the J.K. Rowling um, yeah. uh, domestic abuse thing on yeah. Monday or whatever. Yeah. It was. Good lord. Yeah, and Pete, you're the Rubbish. one. You, you're the one who was apparently in central London this weekend, necking pints. So you're probably part of the problem. <laughs> by the sound of it. There were some. Uh, I didn't see many of them, but uh, the right police at one point um, piled into my road and uh, set up a cordon uh, near the bagel shop. And I was going, "What if I need a bagel?" What's cordon doing there? 
What's Corden doing there? Set up a cordon. Uh, yeah, a little chat. Set up a cordon. But the thing is, set up a cordon. But like they set it up like past um, a couple of um, uh, like I mean, yeah, I presume they were in, in, in Chinatown or whatever. Like a couple of residents of Chinatown, and they were just like the Chinatown. Were, the, 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 the guys who lived there, or, or they may even have been tourists. They were just like. I need to get back to. I need to get back. I didn't get through the cordon, so the police just let him through. He's like, "What's a cordon?" You know mm. what I mean? Like, what is EU? That's the opposite of what this is for. <laughs> they just went, "Can we get through?" And just yeah. kind of squeeze through them. And I was like, "This isn't it. This is rubbish." Um, what you're yeah. saying now is that the police have been under such scrutiny worldwide since what's happened in the last few weeks that they've now gone the other way and they just let do what you want. There's no, <laughs> there is want. no standard you now. Want. You do whatever. Go where you yeah. want. That's not what you want. Yeah. So there was apparently a bunch of the. Um, a bunch of these rather unsavoury chaps um, got off the train in the ends at the weekend as well, Pete. It was all my my um, Facebook local group was all all a flutter with um, a load of um, beery, um, presumably fat white men uh, mm. getting off the train and, and sort of tearing up and down the uh, the road. I don't know why they were doing it where I live because we're about five miles south of central London. So, but apparently reliable sources inform me that that did happen as well. So, have they been kicked happened. off the train? Do you reckon? Yeah, it's possible, shit. I think, yeah. But the thing is, I don't yeah. really know I don't really know how that was possible because there was quite a lot of them. And, I don't, you know, there aren't any guards on those trains anyway. So yeah. Who maybe knows? Just, but, maybe you, that geezer who, um, who's just been sent down for two weeks for um, urinating next to the memorial of the police officer that um, helped to stop a terrorist attack. I mean, he's had a day. What a day <laughs> he's had. I mean, he obviously did, what look, he did was he did, absolutely... He did not... He did not pee on the. Uh, oh yeah, lap. it was next he to it. Peed, yeah. He peed. next to it. Con yeah. Julia Hartley Brewer, yeah. it is. which is a obviously <laughs> a, a, a an internationally accepted form of uh, form of uh, deference. Um, but the thing is, he he's gone he's gone up to London and ba- on his own admission to in quotes defend some statues, but he didn't know which ones, and got, had got so pissed because he drank sixteen beers, right? Didn't know where he was. Ended up urinating next to a memorial of a, of a heroic police officer and been sent to jail for, for, a, for, a, for a fortnight. Can I please just say, I am not the only one who would love to have heard the phone call to his wife. <laughs> or the phone call he, he, he received from his employer, for example. <laughs> I, I'm not sure he had an employer. To, to be that's, perfect. That's what I thought. We're looking at the lads, they all had these weird black caps on. Is that like a kind of dog whistly kind of... Um... Uh, you know, uh, white supremacy thing. I, I, it's probably for, for disguise, isn't it? No, like a, like a, everybody. There was there was a shot of like two men uh, arguing of arguing over the tedious all lives matter versus black lives matter versus, I saw uh, that, versus yeah. what one of them was positing black uh, white lives matter. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there's, there's and I was like, where do all these black caps? Why has everyone got black caps? I mean, they're protecting their baldy heads from the sun, but I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really also like the fact that they've kind of styled themselves the Football Lads Alliance. It's like I like football. Leave me out of this. It's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. This. I don't. This is not football. Is not a link to this. It shouldn't be anyway. Like they, they, well, they create it as a link, and it has got historic links, and I understand the problems around it. But it annoys me, Pete. What I'm trying to say is, it annoys me that they can just form a group, which is basically a racist group, put the word football in their title, and then that just mm. gets repeated over and over again. It's like yeah. it annoys me because there's plenty of people out there, myself and you included, who like football, who aren't like that. It's just it's, it's annoying. 
Yeah, but I mean, I have I, I, I long time ago stopped um, stopped caring what liking yourself what people think of football. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like uh, you know, I don't. I I think football is uh, virtuous enough uh, in some parts of its uh, output uh, mm. to to survive um, some some just fucking pissed up, stellar, swelling, mm. fucking dickheads. Yeah, I agree. Um, Football's not, back not this week, not, though, Peter. So we not can that get they're not incredibly dangerous. I know. Yeah, exactly. We can we we can start our own football alliance. Lads who like yeah. who literally like football. I mean, to be honest, a lot you wouldn't have got that turnout if the Euros are on because a lot of them would be would be out supporting them in Europe, wouldn't they? They'd have had their passport. Let's take make that let's very clear. They'd have their passport. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember once. You know what? Could I give you a vague memory of someone like a friend of a friend of mine who it must have been in the late eight. Do you know what? It must have been the late nineties. It must have been for World Cup '98. I remember I worked somewhere and a guy came in who was like tangentially a friend of one of the people that worked there, but he was a dickhead. And he was planning uh, how to get to France for World Cup 98, um, given that he was a, he's, a, he's a subject of some kind of travel ban because he was obviously an right. idiot. And um, he had gone to, load, I think he had gone to great trouble to buy like a load of fishing equipment, right? And to hire a <laughs> right. van. And so basically, on like the day before England were playing in France '98, was saying that um, that um, oh no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a lot of fishing equipment in the back of a van, so I'm going to France for a fishing trip. And even then, at the age of 17, I remember thinking that's not the perfect crime, is it? You are a known football hooligan. There's a game happening in the largest football tournament in the world tomorrow in this place, and you are suddenly going to you think you're going to get past the police just by buying a fishing rod? That's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it did happen. But anyway, on another news, Peter, I, 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 I want to I want to uh, cover something a little bit more positive and a little bit more interesting because something came to my attention uh, late last week, which I thought I cannot believe I didn't know about this. And Peter, I don't think you do either. So I'm going to try and uh, run it past you now. Are you right. aware of the uh, place Pheasant Island? Mm, no. Is it one of those kind of like islands, or is it one of these islands around like Japan that has like different animals on it? Like some, no. sometimes there'll be cats, sometimes there'll be um, rabbits. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. I mean, that oh. would be odd to call it pheasant island, wouldn't it? If it was, if that was the case. Yeah, but I mean, I presumed it would have pheasants on it. I'm presuming it's an island entirely inhabited by pheasants. It's not. I don't think. I don't think there are any oh. pheasants involved. Weirdly. Well, what, what, what? Yeah, I don't really know. I, I, if you're going to ask me how it's got its name, I don't know. But it's an island, right, established by the Treaty of the Pyrenees in 1659 on a river uh, called the Bidasoa River between France and Spain. And the administration of the island alternates between both Spain and France. So for alternating periods of six months, it's officially under the governance of the naval commander of San Sebastian, Spain, uh, that's between the 1st of February and the 31st of July. And then between the 1st of August and 31st of January, it's um, under the uh, governance of Bayonne, France. Uh, isn't that cool? It is, but I, what, I mean, it just sounds expensive for both parties <laughs> to, yeah. kind of, um, to ramp up and ramp down a, a six-month posting for um, certain amounts of people. It, it, I mean, it's a bizarre, interesting story, but I just think that um, the idea of sovereignty is so stupid in 2020 that, would would you, that, would you that be, people are still having to do that. Would you be, all right, swampy, bloody hell, would you... <laughs> Get that, get that bit, of, get that bit. I wish I did put that bit of turf on Churchill's head. Ooh, <laughs> that, would be, 
Oh, get but a bit of turf you, on his head. Would you be even less interested to know that this is this island is entirely uninhabited and access to it is forbidden? So it's essentially <laughs> just, not oh, even yeah. really anything other than there's a piece of mud in the middle of a river. It's not point not not two six three square miles big. <laughs> Possibly why it's escaped our attention all these years. But I just thought yeah. it's quite an interesting little peccadillo. It's like that. Um, yeah. It's like that kind of ongoing proxy war between like Canada and finish? Denmark or whatever, where they keep oh, right. the flag in that a bottle of bo- it's a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Over, so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it's quite. Interesting. I don't know why it's called like Fresno it. Island. Can I have a bit of your garden? Can I just go? I just have a square yard of your garden. Yeah, for I six months you can have a. square I'm not yard. allowed the, in it. I'm not allowed in it. By the way, Peter. <laughs> speaking of my garden, and this will make you sick. Right. Um, Oh. Just as I kind of delicately try and t- delicately try and take the lid off my Nalgene before you tell me off, um, the the uh, cherry tree in my garden has started um, has, has started uh, what's the word um, swearing um, yielding yeah <laughs> yielding cherries I've had like thirty cherries off it. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. I would not good. trust. I would not trust. That you ate every last one. Didn't didn't give you a good lady wife one. <laughs> no, we we shared them among started... our family, Peter, because we're yeah we're nice. Hang on, so how many people... So you got one cherry each family member? Well, we went to my parents for a socially distant barbecue last weekend and we took them down. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. They tasted like yeah. shit after I sanitised them with a disinfectant. <laughs> Happy is that, though? great news. Yeah, I... Um, I, I, I cherry, cherries are one of the few things... Cherries and blackberries are one of the few things that I'd sort of see in mate's garden and, and uh, chomp on. They're, 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 how they're, many other they, friends have you got that have got cherries in their gardens? I'm fucking disappointed well, when, I kid, when, I a, when I was a kid... In the in the rural highlands of uh, the centre of Hartlepool. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, wasn't there a Fantastic. documentary relatively recently where a bloke was out on the parks of Hartlepool hunting his own food? Yeah, and then his missus um, turned like managed to skin the animal. It was like something out like of Red Dead Redemption. It was brilliant. Just skin the skin the rabbit like that was amazing. Well, done. was it brilliant well done. or was it a little bit kind of? Um, oh, it's depressing in twenty twenty that anyone has to do that. But yeah. It's uh, it's not a, it's not a money part of the world, unfortunately. No, nor is. Well, listen, nor is where I'm from. But um, yeah, what can you do? I'm sure it's happening what down there as well. What can you do? What can uh, you do? Should we have a little break and then come back and do some emails? We've got a few good ones this week. Let's have a little break. Then. Come on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. And we're back to the Luke and Pete show. And it's time for your emails. If you want to get to the show, it's really easy. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. That's hello at L-U-K-E-A-N-D-P-E-T-E-S-H-O-W. Is that right? Yeah, well done, mate. I don't know why you spelled it. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I think I feel like you, if people have got to the like. point where they're listening to this, they've typed in those words at some point already. Oh, they've, they've certainly found that email address when it comes to sending us fucking spam, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the emails, I've got a quick uh, tweet here um, from mm. someone whose name is anonymous. Uh, I'm going to try and find it. Do you want to feel for like 10 seconds while I find who it is, Pete? Yeah, okay. No worries. Um, da, 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 da. Thank you very much. Gary Walsh. Gary Walsh. No, it wasn't Gary Walsh. That's someone else. He was talking about fry up some pumpkin chocolate bread. Just saying thanks. Not Gary Walsh. Uh, Although, hello to you, Gary. Uh, Dan. Dan Hales. Dan Hales. Yeah, Dan 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 Goal has tweeted saying, my Bluetooth headphone connection dropped out at 17.23 of the most recent show in the gym, right at the point where Pete Donaldson said, I bet his penis is a right mess. (laughs) <laughs> needles to say I stopped my workout don't stop your workout ne- there needles needles to say literally that's what the story was exactly. about exactly if that happens yeah. to you in a gym and there's a lot of people there and everyone hears it stare down every single person in your vicinity and then they yeah. will know that you are not to be messed with it's a power play yeah big time <laughs> that's, what I get. that's what I'm listening to when I'm getting jacked what's, what's, your, what's your gym or... soundtrack of choice then Pete um, I could, uh, if I'm doing anything cardio, which I rarely do, and to be honest, I've not been inside a gym for a, a good four months, uh, if not longer, I am a cardio punk rock uh, from uh, the Fat Records slash um, Kung Fu Records uh, stable. And if I'm just doing lifting up the weights, I can listen to a podcast because it's only like one, two, three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, and then I'm finished. And then I can listen to, um, you know, whatever nonsense is uh, in my podcast hall. Now, I'm not someone who I hope, I hope you agree with this, Pete. Certainly in recent years, I'm not someone who tends to judge other people for their music taste. Am I going to get away with that? Right. Yes. Uh, yes, that's fair. You are. You're. You're. Uh, you're quite a broad church when it comes to music. It's fair play. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm saying this under under kind of caution, and I don't want you to take offence. But every time mm. I look on Spotify and I see in the right hand <laughs> column what my friends are listening to, and you are listening yet again to Alien Ant Farm, it upsets me. You looked at that. I, that's, a bad, that's a bad example because uh, you're literally talking about what I was listening to yesterday. Um, and the thing I listened to yesterday <laughs> was I listened to a bit of... It, I think the last... What was I listening to? How do I find out what my last... Basically, it was the last um, track that I played on a punk-style playlist uh, that seemed to end with that. I actually was playing. Somebody actually said, "Hey kids, would you like to hang out with me and listen to a punk style playlist?" <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody actually got in touch on the Luke and Pete show Gmail uh, about the film that we were we both watched. Um, the um, What's that? Uh, the guy, what was it? Annihilation. 
Oh yeah. Annihilation. Great Lawrence Teixeira. Lawrence, Lawrence Teixeira got in touch. Uh, he said uh, the the music uh, was composed by the duo of Jeff Barrow of Portishead fame and Ben Salisbury. Uh, they also scored the excellent X uh, Machina and uh, the show yeah. Devs, both created obviously and directed by Alex Garland. However, the music in the cave that I really, really enjoyed was the only non-original piece in the movie. It's a track called The Mark Interlude by the excellent Moderat, a portmanteau yeah. of the German artist Mode Selector and Moderat, um, reminiscent of a more electronic techno radiohead at times. The third and second albums in particular are fantastic and they have some interesting videos. I went on to Spotify uh, and I was listening to that uh, a little bit over the weekend. So uh, very enjoyable, very short. I was very... I, I wanted the refrain to be repeated for about an hour because mm. I very much enjoyed it. it so I haven't beautiful. watched that um, devs show. Everyone keeps recommending it to me now after we talked about Alex Garland. Um, mm. It looks really interesting. It's about like a, it's a science fiction thing, isn't it? Um, it's about like quantum computing or something, but it's also play. It's also got the guy Ron Swanson in it from uh, Oh, is it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, good. But I, I, that, that kind of, um, that kind of music that he's talking about there. My friend's an electronic music producer and he's very, very successful at it as well, but it's not really my kind of thing. I don't put that kind of stuff on very often. Like, yeah, so it's, it's you have to be in the mood. Really. I, I think in, in, in films it's it's beautiful, but I think just listening to it um, yourself, it's the sort of thing that I could work to. I can't work with music playing in the, uh, at all in the slightest. I'll stick really? on a bit of... Um, shitty like japanese um not even like oh, uh, the instrumental music no nah, well that's what i'm saying I'll, I'll i'll occasionally uh put some like you know synth wave or some kind of like you know what's that what's that stuff where they just slow down old disco songs <laughs> do you sometimes um, put on um a enjoyable cover version of smooth criminal by michael jack <laughs> just to chill me out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to find it's not oh, it's not they, they they basically just take slow. They just basically a vaporwave. That's what they call it. Um, yeah, I'll stick on some vaporwave because that's very easy to listen to. But all vaporwave is they'll just take. I think I've said it before. They'll they'll just take a um, bit of um, a bit of like a kind of elevator music um, from an old uh, tape that was supplied to like a Walmart. Uh, just to, you know, it's kind of shopping music effect. Yeah, I've really heard about in offensive shopping music, and they just slow it down. And they don't do anything to it. They just slow it down and create this kind of. Um, blissed yeah. out kind of stony stonery uh kind of uh kind of dancing uh, like kind of chilled out music and uh it's um yeah it's, not, it's not very, very enjoyable good. and very easy to work to but yeah nothing it's not gonna get you up up to you know any kind of level of excitement i was listening to um ludovico einaldi yesterday while working who the <laughs> hell is that he's like a i think he's a he's a quite modern i think italian composer and he's got right. a um, his latest release is like called Seven Days Walking. It's like a six hour kind of epic, which I guess is about a seven days of walking he did once. But it's like it goes through all the different seasons and stuff. It's quite interesting. It's it's not oh, something nice. that you would put on unless you uh, wanted a bit of background or you're doing some work. Yeah. But I quite enjoy it. Has he sold over five million units worldwide like Early Ant Farm? I don't think probably so. not. I wouldn't have thought <laughs> no. I'd like to hear him do a. You know, like when Metallica and Lou Reed got together and that record and it was fucking awful. I'd like to see Ludovico <laughs> and Audi get together with Alien Out Farm. That'd be fucking good. Are Alien yeah, Out Farm still good. around? Um, I think are all bands okay? are around now. Because, well, <laughs> I think, well, I didn't even like the cover. That came on. I don't even like, like their, their song for me was Movies. That's a good song. It's got a oh, bit yeah, that's of quite good. Yeah, I like that song. It it's got a bit of an emotional yeah. weight to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, it, when, yeah. when you're dance, stamping about to that, it's lovely. 
I might listen to that <laughs> after this. Um, right, Rick McCabe. Um, as, as regular listeners will know, that I do a little um, headline above each email, so I know, so I can remember what it's about. And uh, mm. this one is: uh, man inadvertently helps create birds' home and then inadvertently destroys it. Uh, he oh, says, no. "Thanks very much for the regular output during lockdown. You are appreciated more than you will know." It's nice, isn't oh. it? We're getting a lot um, of these messages where people have been sort of obviously in lockdown and they've been able to um, consume all of our awful, awful volumage uh, over the past few weeks. And it really is appreciated that the, the people are yeah. genuinely saying nice things. Like people are going as far as say that some of the Stigham podcasts have like really gotten some, through them some really hard, um, got them through some really hard uh, times uh, during yeah. lockdown. So it is Do you know how I interpret that? Well, I, I interpret it like they're listening to the, us thinking. Oh, at least we're not as bad as those two could fucking losers. Could be, could be worse, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got a proper job. <laughs> a family. Um, anyway, um, Rick says uh, he lives in Bickerstaff in Lancashire, which I Googled earlier, and it's like a beautiful little village. And he said, a few weeks ago, I had a lockdown haircut in the back garden. My wife cut off all my hair with the clippers. A nice number one all over. Yesterday, I was trimming the hedges in the garden while listening to Football Ramble Daily, he says. And Ooh. I saw that I had sadly dislodged a bird's nest which now lay on the floor, empty. On closer right. inspection, I saw that the birds had used the hair from my head in its construction. As How my does... hair is red, it's quite easy to spot. It was nice to think I'd helped the local Whoa. wildlife to keep warm before quickly remembering that I'd accidentally destroyed their home. Uh, picture attached, I thought it might be of some interest. And he has attached a picture, and it's wicked. You can actually see a bird's nest made of, by a bird of his hair. And I can't work out <laughs> if it's a bit weird and a bit kind of gothic or actually very, very life-affirming. And I think it might be a bit of both. Oh, yeah, you can kind of see the hair in there. That's hilarious. This email only came in like three hours ago. I mean, it's, well, I'm on it, it's mate. still be- beautifully formed. Um, yeah, well done, that man. Like, I mean, I've got a Google alert like... set up for the words "bird's nest." That's what I've got. <laughs> it does. It does sort of seem like he's been upset that he's had his hair stolen, and so he's taken retribution out on the birds. Yeah. Won't be stealing his hair. Where would you find yeah, his as, hair? As he was, um, as he was doing it and destroying the bird's nest, he was overheard just screaming, "This hair has value! It has a monetary <laughs> value! And I'm not asking you for your fucking feathers, am I? Give it back!" I think, yeah, take some of the feathers. There are a lot of feathers in the nest, so you know, feather your own head nest. Fe- with some feathers. Fe- Listen, Pete, he's feathering his own nest, and no mistake. Yeah, and no beautiful. Mistake. That's lovely. That I think we're out of um, time, by the way. <laughs> I think we are. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Time's against us, guys, but we'll be back on uh, Thursday. Uh, yeah. Do you want to play us out, Luke? Uh, yeah, I'll play you out. What weird? Do you want to do a little yeah. kind of ear trumpet? What do you want? Um, thank oh, you very much for listening. Tell us about the Sure. Okay, well, that was the Luke and Pete show for Monday. It was expertly put together by Katie Baxter, who is our amazing producer and editor. It's a Stakano show. Do make sure you listen out to all the other Stakhanov shows. You can find them by going to stakhanov.studio or just searching Stakhanov, S-T-A-K-H-A-N-O-V, wherever you get your pods. We'll be back on Thursday. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me as well. And if you get a moment among all this lockdown chaos, give us a five-star review wherever you get your pods as well because that helps us a great deal. And we look forward to talking to you on Thursday. This was a Stakhanov production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.